Oh! 
great. And let us let us open our Bibles in John 14. Verse 11 to 14. <coughs> we shall pray before we read. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your grace. Thank you for our meeting tonight. Thank you, Lord, for all these people who have gathered. Oh, how I pray that you bless them, Lord. As they come, persisting, saints persisting in prayer, loving you with all their hearts. Lord, I pray that you'll do something. You'll speak something to them, Lord. And come with your power. And just bless them in a special way. We commit Brother Gideon and his wife with your precious hands, Lord. We pray that you'll strengthen them to continue serving you. We are standing for the principles of your word. And regardless of the circumstances, Lord, we at the post of duty standing for the, the foundations of your word that they are true. Help us Lord to be faithful witnesses. And whatever the enemy tries to do we know that the word is true. We pray that you strengthen us this evening. We pray that you bless us. We pray that you speak something to us that will encourage us along this way. We are in this war, Heavenly Father. In this journey, sometimes it gets weary, but as the poets have sung, we shall understand everything by and by. And when the, the day is dark, may the hand of Jesus, who is the light of our lives, Lord, we have nowhere else to go. We can only come to you. Help us that we come in the, in the light of your word, which is the only thing that you can talk to us. We pray that you bless us now. May you inspire the word in a special way. As we commit all things to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, John 14. Uh, from verse 11. Believe me that I am in the Father. And the Father in me. Or else believe me for the very work's sake. <coughs> verily, verily I say unto you. He that believeth on me. The works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than this shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye ask anything in my name, I will do it. <laughs> Dala dala mbaga mbanti, akili zanze, emili mujenko lanze, na yari jikola, edali koleji singejo, obunene, wanganze, ngendeli chitange, na buliche muna sabanga mulinyali yange, echo nachikola anga, chitange agulumizi wenga mumwana. Praise the name of the Lord. <coughs> Let's just sit down. Tule. <coughs> now, so, from these scriptures that we have read, we see that uh, doing the works of Christ uh, is associated with prayer. The works that I do shall you do also. Then he says, uh, if you pray, Whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. So it is associated with the, doing the works of Christ is associated with prayer. You get it? Now, but uh, when Christ was here on earth, when he was healing the sick, 
Raising the dead. And whatever he was doing, he was not praying. Right? When he went to the grave of Lazarus, he didn't pray, he prayed. But he didn't pray for Lazarus to come forth. He just said, Father, if you, look, if you look at his prayer properly, he said, Father, I thank you that I was not here when he was dying. And I'm, I'm saying these things. I know you hear me. And I'm saying these words for the sake of those who are hearing me. Then he said, Lazarus, come forth. <laughs> he didn't pray, Father, I ask that you, you, you bring Lazarus. He commanded Lazarus. When he would meet lepers or some other sickness, he would touch them. Anoint somebody with eyes, with mud that he made with his And go, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. They go and wash and they come to him. Jesus was not praying when he was doing the works. But we, we have to pray. See, we have to ask him when we, when all these things that we have to, because we do not have the power. We can ask, but we don't have the power to do it. Right? But we have the authority. Our authority, we can put it in this manner. I forget the Greek word that is used there. But the authority that we have is also in the, the Greek word that is used there. Also the right, the right to ask. If a child is born in the home, and that child is hungry. They cannot come to beg for food. As, as if he's a stranger. Right? That child has a right. To demand the food. In that house. Right? Yeah, the father and the mother, they have a right. They have a duty. When they are asked, giving that child food, it's not that they are doing the child a favor. The child has an authority. That is the situation we are when we are in the house of God. When we, have we have the authority to ask. That's the power. That's what it means that you have the power. When it says eh, that they that believe on me on him, they that believe on him he gave them power to become sons of God. It is the right because they have been born in that home. So they have the authority to ask. The child may not have the, the, the knowledge to cook food. They may not know how whatever, cassava is prepared. Little, little children, three, four years old, for the food to be prepared and then they are fed. They may not understand where the money comes from, where it is bought. They only know the food in the plate. Right? 
They just know how to eat. Boba and they know mama and mama prepares the food. They don't know how they don't have the power, they don't have the ability. But they have the right. When they are hungry, Mama, I want food. Can I get food? It is that kind of authority that we have. We don't have the power. To, to, to know where, how does healing come? How does whatever jam. we need, miracles, how do they happen? See? But we have the authority. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, and uh, we should not be shy to ask him to do the things that he was doing here on earth. Because he is the same yesterday, today, and The very same person. Right? The Bible, the Bible said, Bible just this chapter 14 of John, he said that I will not leave you comfortless. But I'll send you another, I'll pray to the Father. He will send you another comforter. Now, the world cannot receive him. But you know, and they, the world does not know him. And they cannot receive him. But you know him. Because he dwells with you. So when he comes, you will recognize him. Because he is the same person that you have been living with. So when you, the, the one, the spirit that we are dealing with is the same person who was here on earth just at that time he was wearing flesh. But he has the same love. He has the same comfort. See? Like I say, why was Jesus praying when Jesus went to the grave of Lazarus, do you know why he wept? There was a message I was preaching and I was calling it, Jesus wept. Wondering, why was Jesus weeping? Before he arrived at the grave, he had even told the disciples, Lazarus is dead. But I'm going to wake him up. So when he knew exactly what he's going to do, then why was he weeping? If you have a person who, but who maybe he's hungry, he doesn't have money. And you hear of it. And you go to him. Maybe you go with a car loaded with food. Or you have money to give him. But you find him so weak. Wondering how he's going to get food. I don't believe you'll go there weeping with him and groaning with him. No, you'll go there smiling and trying to encourage him. Because you know exactly that you have the, the solution. So why did Jesus act like that? Knowing he is going to raise him up. But he wept. <laughs> It is because Jesus sympathizes with Yesu people. He, ent he always enters into the suffering. The condition of his heart. His nature is that he was able to, to enter into human suffering. And if you cannot enter into people's suffering, you cannot truly help them. You cannot truly pray for them. Your prayer will be ineffective. Now Jesus, his nature was that he, 
he wept with them with people. He, he would rejoice with those who are rejoicing. Weep with those who are weeping. And he is the same yesterday forever. The spirit of God on earth today weeps, weeps with people. Praise the name of the Lord. The same person, same characteristics. And all that. And you know, give me the first quotation 59, 12, 17. I know that this hour of the night is not, is not so appropriate for my kind of preaching. Teaching. Because no man can say he is a son of God. You are saying what somebody else said. The Bible said he is the son of God. I believe the Bible. The Bible says he is the son of God. I believe the Bible. The pastor says he is the son of God. I believe the pastor. Mama says he is the son of God. I believe mama. My friend says he is the son of God. I believe my friend. But the only way I can say is the son of God is when the Holy Ghost comes in and bears the record of himself. Then I know he's a son of God. No man is Christ only by the Holy Ghost. Now paragraph 77 says no man speaking by the Spirit of God called Jesus a cast or say something that that uh, that day that some and something else today. That makes him weak and faltery. Uh, we got lost. Eh? <coughs> but did you get it? Name that if you say that he was something yesterday, but he is not the same thing today, it makes him weak and faltering. Faltering means that he, there is a break in his characteristics. It is faulty and it stalls. It stalls. Right? That you cannot explain the situation, every situation by his word. But he is the same. See? He is not a historical something. But the God we believe he is not a God of history. We cannot be worshipping another Jesus. His power is still the same. His attitude is still the same. See? And uh, if you believe something else, then there is something wrong with your faith. Right? And to, for him to continue working the way he was working, we have to have absolute faith. Are you with me? Both in his capability and also in his willingness. See? What I want to emphasize in this message is it is not his capability that is, is, that is in question. If anybody questions God's power, God's ability to do something, there would be something wrong with their mind. Is that right? Yeah, God can do anything. His power, his ability is unlimited. Yeah. 
His power is unlimited. But what Satan makes people do is for them to question his willingness. His willingness. Is he as willing? Is his attitude towards me the same? Does he love me? Does he care for me? If Jesus was, was here, would he love me? Would he sympathize with me? The same thing, the same way he was sympathizing with people in his days. That's where the issue is. Is he willing to help me? That is what Satan attacks. See? Now Satan is a not his ability, but his attitude towards me. That's what I want to emphasize. Now, and uh, on this earth, brother, sister, brother, sister, I'm going to jump a lot of things that I have to say. But I, I want to emphasize on that one. You have to have a, such a personal relationship with him such that you understand and believe that aspect are you hearing that you know him so personally you know he loves you you know he cannot fail you it's like if you if you if you have somebody that you love and that person loves you and then something happens such that their expectation he doesn't do to you according to you to, to, to the expectation but you have such a confidence in him and you know he cannot fail you you know there must be some explanation. Like what I was talking about Israel. When God did that to them. Sent them to their death. And humiliation. And defeat. But they had such an attitude towards God. Whereby they knew that he is still their father. They still have faith. They have faith in him. And he loves them. So they are able to go to him twice. Three times. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You know him personally that much. See? Now, and uh, Brother, Branham, yeah, Brother Branham, even in the discernment line, they would come uh, on the platform. They would be in the church, you know, in, you know, praying that God heals them. But he would wait. They are not questioning the, the truth of the word. They are not questioning the God's ability. At that, even at that time, to heal them. But he would wait until they get it. It sinks in them that God is willing right now he is willing to help them not to help somebody else but personalize God loves me God, is, God has accepted me and is willing to help me he, willing to heal me now when that gets into them then they get healed 
As long as you think that yes, God can heal, God can save, God can help, but maybe me, he doesn't want to help me. That is the basis of faith. Yeah. And when you are, when you now there is a there is a question many times when Satan you know comes with a question when you are praying. Which, is, which I know that in such circumstances that, that are here uh, it is easy for Satan to get people on that line. Suppose it is not God's will to help me. Because that can break your faith. Right? It can break your faith. Say, yes, I know that God can do anything. Suppose, suppose he doesn't want to help me. <laughs> right? But I'm telling you, the nature of the children, I want you to listen to me. Speckled bird. I don't care what God's will is. Right? The nature of God's children is that when you desire something, you must ask. That's why Jesus said, whatever you desire, whatever you desire, not whatever is God's will, you cannot base your faith on God's will because you don't know it. Right? God works using your desire. I don't know that you are getting. You are getting I'm not saying that we do not consider God's will. See? But if you go that line, it is too complex for you. You'll be doing a lot of guesswork. And it will shake your faith. Right? Let me give you an example. When you remember the scene of David, David he committed adultery, yeah, killed that husband, and then that baby was born. Nathan the prophet, he was a true prophet, he pronounced judgment, said that child will die. Is that right? And the child became very sick. Very sick. But did David, when you look at the behavior of David, he didn't, he didn't just stretch his legs like that. So go, 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 go to morning. The nature of a child of God. Even when judgment has been pronounced, is to get on their knees. Because he was basing it on his desire. That's the starting point. What do I want? Yeah. Even when Jesus was praying in Gethsemane. He prayed his desire. Father, if it is possible, remove this cup. It's only that he had grace enough to say, nevertheless, let, let not my will be done but yours. I'm just trying to stress where Jesus said in the scripture we read whatever you desire you ask that is what God that is the starting point God 
to do his works here on earth God uses our pain God uses our desire God uses our desire God uses our let not Satan weaken that. The Kasitania Remekuna Fuyecho. Right? I don't care what happens. We cannot go by an experience. The we go by God's word. And you remember David. He prayed. And prayed. And fasted. Seeking God, katonda, pleading with God katonda, until the child died. Then, when the child died, yafa, he took food. No, food. Mele See? So, the people are, they were surprised that when the child was living, he prayed and fasted and Wasabi, all no siba, no Then, when the child dies, then it's like, it's like you are happy. David said, Well, I can't bring him back. He cannot come back to me. I'll go to him. But I can't go to him. I can't, he can't come back to me. See? Because when I can see breath in him, as long as I see breath in him, who knows? God may change his sentence. God may sympathize with me. God may hear me. Although he had pronounced judgment, but God might respect my prayer. That's what I'm trying to emphasize. That you should not belittle your desire. Once Satan gets you there, then you are finished. You'll be having desires. Then you are done. You don't know whether God will respect me. God will accept me or not. That's what I'm targeting. Yeah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And because of people doing that, they miss opportunities. Once, once Satan gets that, understanding that God loves them, God cares for them, cries with them. They talk theories of God's word. God is great. God is good. But me, I'm he doesn't care for me. See? So he, they think he doesn't sympathize with them. Now, uh, 51. Oh, I really didn't want to preach this long. Uh, but I hope I hope I'm making a point. So I'm just trying to stress that. This 510502 paragraph 9. Right. It says, Many times I've seen the people on the platform and knew that they were going to die. Just like who? Just like Nathan the prophet. He saw the child was going to die. And knew that they were going to die. And when they are And I know they are not long. I'll say, Go and may the Lord Jesus bless you. Go and have faith in God. He has already seen they are going to die. Right? But he doesn't say, Thus says the Lord, you are going to die. No. What does he say? Go and may the Lord Jesus bless you. Go and have faith in God. Now, maybe he show me that that person, death is on the person, I can't overcome it. 
Kati obo abama zo kunda ganti omuntu ono agenda kufa eranze sinza kuchiwa angula oba kuchimeka. Maybe if I could sit down with that person a while, talk with them, take a long time, 20-30 minutes, sometimes an hour, and just speak to the person until God show the vision. Then there may be something told to that person that would cause them to repent or something that may be or some promise they could make to God that would bring God's favor to them and heal them. Because many times God pronounces something and then changes his mind on it. Right? My brethren, that is our chance. Even if something was going to happen, it was that says the Lord. That that is the the natural cause. That's the way to your end. But our, our ability, our Christian faith, as far as answering prayer is concerned, is based on that the fact that we have the authority. We have the chance. We have the privilege using our desire to stay before God until the Holy Spirit gives us something. Something we can repent of. Some, some promise we can give to God or something that will change the course of events. Others will just be just like the world. There would be no difference between us and everybody else. See? But we have that special privilege. See? Now, I'm just trying to say if Satan can weaken that if Satan can destroy that that I have that special privilege I can change God's mind See? God has put me in that privileged condition that I can stay before God. I can plead my case. See? Praise the name of the Lord. See, if people would stay on their knees. See? Now, uh, <coughs> Just maybe when I'm finishing, just to stress that. When, when Adam was created, he had all the authority. He had all the power. Is that right? Now when he fell, he lost his fellowship with God. He was chased out of the kingdom and out of that privilege. Right? But when Jesus came, he restored humankind back to that position. And absolutely, absolutely brothers and sisters, we have the privilege of going before God and asking things that we desire. And God will, give, will do it. That was the very promise of Jesus. See? Now, 
I want to read you a scripture that shows this. That the, the big task that we have, the big task that God has is to convince people of that truth that they have been restored back to the they not somebody else but me and you we have been put back into that position yeah Isaiah saw it in Isaiah 26, 28. Let's just read it. I'll go very quickly. Uh, from verse 16. Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I lay in Zion for a, uh, for a foundation of stone, of a, sorry, for a foundation a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Oh. Ntimukama katuna chiavayo garantida ba. Nteka musayuni e ginger okubomu singi. E ginger eriake mebwa. E ginger eriokunsonda. Eriomwendo munji. Erinuezebwa. Enyo wansi. He that believeth shall not make haste. Akiriza taliangu iriza. That means they will not go desperate and uh, as if you are running confused. You will not make haste. Judgment also will I lay to the line and righteousness to the plummet and the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies and the waters shall overflow the hiding place and your covenant with death shall be disannulled. And your agreement with hell shall not stand when the overflowing scourge shall pass through. Then ye shall be trodden down by it. From the time that it goeth forth, it shall take you. By morning, by morning, it shall pass over. By day and by night. Now, this last verse is what I really want. And it shall be a vexation only to understand the report. So, the only difficulty is understanding that report. Now that difficulty is what we are dealing with. The only vexation otherwise the covenant with death the appointment with death is cancelled. Any problem that we have, it doesn't have to come to pass. Right? The only problem is understanding that. See? Praise the name of the Lord. These are very deep, deep, deep lessons. Now, I think, uh, let's, let's the next one. 50.01.10 A message called Moses Paragraph 45 <coughs> This is the prophet in discernment Right uh, Paragraph 45 Now What's that got to do 
Give me your undivided attention a few minutes, friend. That doesn't heal nobody. In other words, telling them they are alive, you are suffering from this. That doesn't heal you. That only brings the person up in faith. Right? Discernment does not was not healing. The only use for discernment was to raise the faith. How? When you come before the prophet, and then you know that God tells you what you are doing yesterday. Tells you your name. And is somebody who has never seen you. Tells you even what you are thinking. Then it makes you aware. It, is, it, it shakes you. To understand that God knows you personally. Knows you personally. And he cares for you. The personalization of it. Now, and when that person here, and I take his word for it. But when you are under the anointing, as it is right now, he can't come and deceive that. For I know when he's got faith or not. He might think he has faith. And there's a thing that people think they've got faith when they haven't got faith. But when they're down here, they say they have got faith, it isn't up here. Now, I, I don't know. But it's like this. Eh? It it's, um, it's like tuning a string on an instrument. It's like when you are tuning a guitar. Right? Your faith may resound but when it is resound, it is sound. The vibration of faith would be on a low tone. Not enough to heal you. And when you come before the prophet, he would, he would detect that your faith is very low. But when you come before him, he would keep on talking to you, talking to you, and you realize, hey, God knows me. Right? Then your faith climbs up. He was working on the people's faith. So that by discernment, it keeps shaking them, shaking them. Until the faith comes up Then they are healing. Now, what were they seeing? See? He says, and when it comes up, and coincides with this up here, you know, the, the spirit working, the power of God to heal. Then the thing is ready. Any demon that's got that person bound has got to turn loose. When that type of faith comes, you don't have to be up here. It will act right where you are. He was telling them they don't have to come to the platform. All discernment was trying to do was to bring up their faith to the level where the gift would work. Now, paragraph 46 is what I really want. He says, eh? now the only thing that is to do is to stimulate faith of the people 
that they might see God's willingness to heal the people. God's willingness. It was not God's ability but willingness God knows me. God is willing to help me. So he keeps on designing, designing. Oh, yesterday, you are in that place. So, oh, so God saw me. God was with me. And when you woke up in the morning, you are thinking like this. Does God see me? <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So, the willingness. Now, I must read this. I know I'm maybe overdoing it, but maybe my last one will be in 302.15. When I searched this, I thought, it, I saw that it was a major thing. Brother Branham, not God's ability, but willingness. Right? And I'm saying, when Satan gets that, then you are finished. It doesn't matter how much you crow about God's greatness, how God loves people, but what about me? Once Satan has got that, then he has got you. And I'm telling you, that is what Satan tries, really tries to do. Works on us. Tries to make them, make us think that God doesn't care about us. Now, paragraph 27 says, Now, just a moment, sister. Let me correct something in there. Now, he can, he, he has, and I now accept it. Look, just a moment. Your faith has got to move out of that. No, I be, if you read, if you read around it, you'll understand that the, th the sister was thinking. Oh, God, God can do. But that's not the problem. That's not the issue. You have got to go further than that. Okay, let me just let me just show you that that's what he meant. Your faith has got to move out of out of that. You see? You see? I'm trying to help you, sister. Knowing that you must die and leave this world right away. If there isn't something done. Now it's already done. In other words, the healing is already done. I'm trying to move your faith up. See? Trying to let you come to a state where you can be healed. Because you realize your condition. You must have help. And when you put, he said, I, he can. See? In other words, when you come to God saying, I know God can. That's a useless thing to say. I don't know why you see what I'm saying. You say, I know God can. You are saying the obvious. Of course God can. But you have got to go beyond that. It's a nice thing to believe, but you got to go beyond that. And he says like this. Just like if you come to me and say, Brother Branham, Brother Branham, I know you could loan me five dollars. I'm in a great need and I'm starving. I have no supper. And you could give me five dollars. You are worth it. Meaning, 
I know you have that kind of money. You could give me five dollars if you do it. That wouldn't make me feel good. It's not his ability in question. We do not question his ability. It's just what he has done and his willingness to say to help you. See? If I have 20,000 Uganda shillings, and I have, you know, my income. That is not much money to me. And you are in great need. And you come to me. And the only thing you can say. Say, I know you can do it. I know you can give me. I'm in great need. And I know you can help me. If you are willing. Now that is an insult to me. Do you get me? Yeah, that's an insult. Because you are telling me I'm able to do it but I'm hard-hearted towards you. So if you, if, you are, if you are approaching me that way that's an insult to me. So if we are approaching God with all his goodness, with all his greatness, but Satan has poisoned our minds. And the only thing we are telling God, I know you can help me if you are willing. Then do you see we are insulting God? You get my point? That is blasphemy now. See? We must have that attitude. We are God's children. He loves us. We have the authority. We have the privilege. See? We have the privilege. We have been given the right. He is he has it. And he is willing to give it to us. And we approach him that way. See? And in the prophet says there that he sent the preaching of the gospel to, to wake people up to that fact. Not to talk about God's ability but to show people that they are God's children. God loves them. God will hear them. God weeps with them. He feels their pain. And he has come to take care of their needs. Because, because he loves them. Cares for them. Praise God. That is the difficult part to understand. So don't question his you can't question his ability. And Satan does not attack his ability to us. Maybe to the intellectual people of the world. But Satan attacks his willingness to tell us. So remove all anxieties and everything. Okay. Don't be don't be frustrated. Whatever happens, let's be like those children of Israel. We still go back to God. He's our father. He's our fa he is our our helper. He's our comfort. See? 
in this world, we don't have another. Even in heaven, we don't have another. He is the only one who loves us. See? Once Satan breaks that, then he has defeated us. But we must not let him do that. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, the last one, very last one. I thought what I read was the last one, but just the last one. And I'll not say much about but 5801 Lifting him up out of history. Paragraph 84. Yeah. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Just call on a historical God and watch him become a present God. Raised up out of history. To shine just like he did then. He will act the same. He will do the same. He will forgive the same. He will heal the same. His compassion is the same. His willingness is the same. And his power is the same. He is the same. He is waiting for our faith, our understanding to come to that level. Praise God. So let's get rid of unbelief. Let's get rid of self-pity. Let's be encouraged. We are the disciples of Jesus Christ of this day. He is here with us. And his attitude is the same. His compassion is the same. And his power is the same. His attitude has not changed. Praise God. That's our God. That's what we believe. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Jesus is passing this way, this way today. Jesus is passing this way, is passing this way today. Jesus is healing today, this way, today, Jesus is passing this way. the same. His power is the same. He wants to do the same. Praise this name. We must not think of him in any other way. As I said, Israel could have been discouraged and they don't go back to pray. Right? But they believed that what they be, when they were praying for the first time, whatever happened did not shake their faith. We must be those kind of people. See, the preaching, the teaching is what is aimed at establishing that. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you.